Once upon a time, a small town boy from the south traveled across the ocean to the island of love called Cyprus. He grew into a fine young man on a mission to preach the gospel to the whole world. Then, one day, when he least expected it, he met a Polish girl. Risking it all, he asked her out on a church date. It didn't take long before they fell in love and lived happily ever after. Hold on, I missed the best part. They had a son, later diagnosed with autism, which changed everything. Then two years later, they welcomed a little girl with a heart of gold and a will of iron. They were missionaries and autism parents trying to keep the faith and sanity. Each week, they'll share their journey of love, faith, hope, special needs parenting, and everything else in between. Here is The Preacher and the Polish Girl. So how do we start? From the beginning. We are starting this podcast because there is no other podcast quite like it, meaning there isn't one that combines special needs parenting and ministry. And a multicultural relationship. Yes. That always brings you joy. So much joy. (laughs) You have brought a lot of joy. Yes, (laughs) you have. And a lot of great food. A lot of great food and a lot of weird food. What is the weird food? I don't know. Horseradish and... That's amazing. Horseradish sandwiches. With beets. Uh, there's... see, what else? Which is called chvikwa. That's amazing. And it's not even a sandwich because... Of course it is. It's just one piece of bread with stuff on... You call, you call it sunny side up or whatever. I call open it a top, half sandwich. Open, Incomplete sandwich. Open rooftop sandwiches. Yeah, that's nonsense. We call that one side of the sandwich. Sandwich is just one slice of bread with then nice toppings. It's in the name. Sandwich. Yes. Oh, that's not a cougar. Nope, that's Michael. Hey, Michael. How are you, young man? <coughs> oh, he's a little sicklish. Mm-hmm. A little Still recovering, but definitely headed in the right direction. That's the reason for our podcast, talking about the joy of autism, the challenges. Yes, the growth in the journey. And the gross. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the growth and the gross. Yeah. But he is... The closest thing to meeting an angel and having an angel in your life every day as you can get, I think, on this side of heaven. I agree. Very pure. He's not just the purest kid I've ever met. He's the purest human being I've yes. ever met. And so it's a Very great tenderhearted, mm-hmm. very sensitive, very innocent, pure innocence. No guile. Mm. That's, what, that. that's what Jesus said about Nathaniel. So where faith meets special needs parenting, specifically autism, Uh and not the glamorized version of autism portrayed in movies and uh, TV series, but the more profound kind of autism, more severe, uh, nonverbal. Challenging behaviors. mm -hmm, Running away, escape tendencies. Uh And so really that journey started in what, should I say, mid-2009? Yeah. Michael was about two years old, and we knew for some time that- Something was off. Mm-hmm. Different. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily a good kind of different, just not hitting some of those milestones that we expected and that some of his peers were hitting, some of our friends' kids. And actually regressing, because he was meeting all the milestones 
in his first year, year and a half, he was talking and walking way earlier than his peers. He was doing puzzles, the simple puzzles for three-year-olds when he was just one-year-old. Quite clearly, he was saying two, three-word phrases, mm -hmm. just uh, a social butterfly. I remember in those days, I kept saying, when is he going to say daddy? When am I going to hear daddy for the first time? Mm. And I waited a lot longer than I expected. But he does say daddy fairly mm. regularly. And it melts your heart. It still does. Mm -hmm. And can you believe this guy is going to be 16 in a couple of months? Oh, my. Don't remind me. Yes, it's a little it's, bit scary. It is. It's a shock to the system. But he has really made a lot of progress recently. But back to the beginning, back to why we're doing this podcast. Square one. Back to square one. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of podcasts that talk about autism and autism parenting and ministry and pastoring and tools for evangelism. But we've never come across a podcast that combines those two worlds. The, Actually, the, three words, because we're talking about the international multicultural family. family. Then the ministry. Then the ministry. And, and then, then a, the special needs parenting. Yes. And leading the church at the same time. Or when we're in Cyprus, being missionaries and um, having regular jobs. Yes. So we have been sustained through the years with with our faith, a faith that we share. Now, although we we have a lot of common ground, I think the biggest being our faith, but we also know how to make each other laugh. And more so than that, we have a great love for one another. But we also have a lot of differences. Let's face it, a guy from the Deep South and a girl from the north of Poland meet in the Greek <laughs> Cypriot island of Cyprus, also known as the island of love. Yes. You know, that's a lot of different. It's just, it's different when you have your own family. When you marry, uh, you start to notice those differences a lot more. Well, let's just call it adulting. When you when you start adulting and you get your first house with your wife and you start having kids, that's when you really start to notice that you really do feel kind of like a fish out of water at times. But, you know, my my, my younger sister still refers to Cyprus as home. Mm -hmm. So it'll always have a special place in our hearts, won't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is where we met. This is where we fell in love, kind of, mm -hmm. sort of. It's where we had our kids. It's actually where I started in ministry. So, yes, uh -huh. Cyprus holds a very special place in our hearts. Should we share how we met, how it all started, the humble beginnings? The humble beginnings. <laughs> it all started with a fax. Oh, really. okay, yes, fax. F-A-X. Yeah, yeah F-A-X, not F-A-C-T-S. Yes. yes, fax. I was helping a family member at the time get a, a business started. And part of the business was selling laptops and uh -huh. I guess the earliest forms of of, of like the smartphones. I can't even remember. No, what it wasn't a smartphone. It was the... There were a couple around. It was, it was, I think there was the iPack, the HP iPack. Anyway, we were we were we were a um, a technology goods and services provider, refurbished laptops, new distributors laptops. Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, and so and I was in the need of a laptop, so I asked my manager, who was a huge fan of America and all things American. America. Yeah. Yes, and she said that she got this fax from uh, the company, and she said they're American, they're amazing. You can call them and check what they have to offer and uh, see if they have a laptop that will meet your expectations. So I called. And, and I took the call. Yes, you did. I was the salesman. I was the laptop salesman. He was my laptop guy. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I was not your classic- Geek. Yeah, geek no, laptop no. guy. I, I was very much just a- He was uh, a salesman. A he salesman a- laptop guy, yes. Yeah. He was this all is the laptop. It goes. It sits in your lap. You can open it. You can turn the power on. Yes. You can and type on it. It's a laptop. I, Get it. I was pretending like I knew everything about laptops too, just like Mark did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so what specifications do you need? Um, Word document. Specifically. Yeah. Well, Word document and the DVD player. Yeah. Does it come with a laptop bag? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so, but then when you came and you started messing with settings, I was just terrified because I knew what to do, but you were trying to connect it to internet so I could use it in the hotel lobby, and it was just a disaster, and then we started talking. If I'm completely honest, I had very little interest in the laptop. Yes. But I had a lot of interest in the lady who was interested in buying the laptop. (laughs) Yes, I had an interest in this handsome salesman too what about me yeah well i knew i knew i knew i knew yeah Yeah, i had to throw that in but no (laughs) we caught each other's eye from the beginning here i am i walk into this swanky hotel and i'm here to to meet this very classic nice but very boring formal type of human relations director Boring. Well, that's what I. That's oh, what I expect. My name. There's nothing wrong with your name. I think your name's beautiful. Well, thank you. But I didn't know what to expect. But when this little blonde bombshell with blue eyes, most beautiful blue eyes, walked behind the from behind the counter and said, "I'm Ursula," I was like, "I'm uh, I'm somebody." What is my name? <laughs> um, and I just remember I said, "Whoa, you're tall." I'm sure you you've never heard yeah, that. Yeah, that was before. the first time I've actually heard that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a special moment. You didn't moment. mind though. You didn't mind. I didn't you mind. Endured. Yes. I, I like I always, yeah. So we talked about laptop like for what five minutes, maybe, and then we're talking about friends. And you asked me if I'm a Christian, and I was offended because obviously you knew that I'm Polish. So I, yeah, I, looking back, I was very zealous, and I still hope I. I mean, I, I want to always be uh, zealous of you know of the gospel and, yes. and what I live and, and die by. But looking back, man, talk about uh, Bold talk move. about making. <laughs> <laughs> make it a first impression. Hi, I'm Mark. Here's the laptop. Hey, do that you, I have no idea. Are about. you a Christian? Yes. I'm like, um, mm, yes, of course I am. I'm Polish. And then and you so, were asking me if I'm born again. Yes. And I was just like, Nicodemus, what do you mean? Yes. I was born in Poland once. <laughs> what do you mean born again? Well, we started spending a lot of time together. Our first date was actually at church, the church that oh, my dad yes. actually started in Cyprus and it's still going, which is great. And we started going on walks, going to dinners, going to movies, coming over to my house. Uh, we were just spending a lot of time together. Yeah, first date, meet the family. Yeah. And the church family. Sure. <laughs> and then you went to Poland for a little while and... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's And then was- I said, you know, it could go either way. I really like this girl, but it can go either way. And thank goodness for... It's not even... I don't even... Yahoo Messenger. Does, does anyone even use Yahoo Messenger no, anymore? No, I don't We did. So. We, we blew, did, yeah. We blew Yahoo Messenger up, and we really got to know each other through Yahoo Messenger, just a lot of talking, mm-hmm. and then we got to spend some time together in Poland with your family, mm-hmm. and then you came back to Cyprus, and we became inseparable. In a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then less than a year later, after we met- Well, just a few months later, you proposed. Yes. And then a year later- All in a year. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, everything in a year, the yes. The first meeting. Oh, my goodness, The first yes. date. Yes, it was end 
end of 2004. Yep. By the summer of 2005, you proposed. And by and December, by December, we mm-hmm. were married. Yep. Oh, my goodness. And we're advising here people, young people, take your time. Mm-hmm. Have engagement, two, three years at least to get to know each other better. And here we are. Boom. Well, but when you know, you know. True. Plus, I needed a green card. So, what is the moral of the story? <laughs> Make sure you get a good warranty with your laptop purchase. That is correct. Both are still working. Yes. Although it's a dinosaur. Like I was checking, it's it's like a square, very thick, very... Yes. <laughs> one of those, one of those uh, old school HP laptops. Oh, yes. <laughs> the best. The best. It's still working. Hey. But then we welcomed our first child, Michael Joseph Tinsley, that in February 2007. Mm-hmm. And... I just remember just the joy, the joy, yeah, the amazing joy, and of course the that feeling of responsibility, new responsibility, that weight. It's a weight you want to have, but it, it's it's a weight nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And protective instincts, mm-hmm. and just he was just so fragile. He was just so little. I was crying when he was crying. When I was cutting his little nails, I was terrified. And. <laughs> I remember that no matter how mild the weather was, oh, here if we it go. was warm outside, if it was cold outside, if it was comfortable outside, yes. that kid had socks on. Yes. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was he born. Was born he was born in born winter. <laughs> Even though in Cyprus, winter is like nice spring day, it was still winter. He was supposed to wear socks. And in the summer as well. It's just, yeah. it was cute. That kid lived in socks. <laughs> that kid lived in socks. Yes. Uh, maybe I overheated him a few times. I think so. Rubbing him and like, why? He's he's turning red. He's, yes. he's got this rash. Yeah, he looked like he was going to be trekking through the Antarctica. <laughs> Whenever we went anywhere. Scaffender. The, the big snowsuit. Oh, yes. It reminded me of that classic Christmas movie, I Christmas Story. I think it was from my parents. They got it for us because we were going to visit Poland, but never got to. So I still, I was putting this thick scaphander on him. Oh. But yes, so much happening when you think about it. We were very, well, especially me, I was very involved in the church. I was starting to take on speaking engage, speaking responsibilities, preaching responsibilities at the church, very involved with the music. Um, we just went all in at the church. Mm-hmm. We you were ordained. Mm-hmm. I was ordained in 2008, mm-hmm. not long after Michael's uh, birth. And so, when you think about it, we really had a full plate. I mean, we have a full plate now, but we really had a full plate. Yeah, but we're all new to mm-hmm. everything. We had to handle ministry. We had to handle newborn baby, and we're still fairly young married couple. Which, of course, every couple um, tries to. Learn about each other, sure. and you know this was our time to um, what do you call it? <laughs> yeah, what is the word we're looking for? Yes, exactly. What is it to get that the cohesion? K- get in the, the yes, the k- get in the <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is. Yes, whatever that noise you're making. I'm just rubbing my hands to yes. show the motion, and yes. that, that's the word. Yes. yes, Ula likes to make up words. I do, and I also speak for Bonnie, which is our Labrador, yes. eight and a half year old puppy. She is, she is uh, the Bonnie whisperer. Yes, I am, but she understands, and I just—it's like she's speaking through me. Yeah, she channels our our Labrador. <laughs> she channels Bonnie's thoughts, and especially when Daddy's mean to her. I am not mean, and I'm calling the food. I am simply names. the only, the only person, the only one in this household who gives, tries to give a little, little bit of discipline yes. to a very spoiled fur She's baby. She's not spo- spoiled. Yes. She just, okay. She is spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> so,
So we, of course, are living in South Carolina now, which is my hometown. And we have, we've been living here for the, for the last. And my hometown, three when years. people ask, where's your accent from? South Carolina, easily, easily South Carolina. <laughs> but we, we moved back about six years ago. Of course, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. Uh, looking back, I mean, we, we had a ministry. We had our a new family, new responsibilities, our first home, our first car that we bought together. Just, and, and let's, let's be, you know, blunt about it. Not yeah. the best job security at the time. Yeah. Job security wasn't the best, not the easiest thing to find a really good stable income in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. It's probably better now, but- But you- we both had to work. Yes, a lot. And yeah. actually, we Long needed hours. a shadow person for Michael later on when he was going to school. He needed a shadow person because he was a runner, and uh, that's another very common challenge for special needs parents with autistic children because they tend to elope and Mm -hmm. just run away they are drawn to water very often so i remember when we were first getting the real diagnosis from an expert yeah and we were hearing those words for the first time and they said i'm not gonna say autism i'm gonna say we don't like to label Children. What what was the term? Social? Uh, no, it was the sensory integration disorder. Sensory integration disorder. Yes. yes. And so I did not comprehend um, really what autism was. I remember hearing the word autism and just not really having the foggiest clue what it was. I really didn't even know what autism was. I, I've never met someone, well, not consciously, mm-hmm. that was an autistic individual. So when they started talking about Michael possibly being on the spectrum, that's a word we had never no. come across, the spectrum of autism. I really didn't know at all what to to think about it, how to mentally prepare. I really just thought, well, does this mean my kid is going to be shy? Does this mean that- He's uh, going to talk when he's three, when he's four? We yeah. just we just really didn't have a clue. And I remember looking back and and just really not, not getting it at all. Mm-mm. Not getting it at all. And not really getting the answers that I wanted to have. And remember, we changed pediatrician as well. And he was like, Michael is just exposed to too many languages. Mm-hmm. Because I was teaching him Think Polish, English, Polish, and Greek. Yeah. So he was like, just limit to one language and he's going to be okay because he's just exposed to too many languages and it's too confusing, which was a huge mistake on my part because Michael has amazing talent for languages. Looking back, you can say that would be a challenge for any kid, much less a kid on the spectrum. Yeah. But think about it, you know. He, he was growing up in a half English, half Polish household in a Greek country. So, yeah, he, he definitely would have had a challenge with processing all of that. Well, yeah, it was hard for me as well. I think when it finally, when I finally started realizing what we were, what, what, what the journey of autism entailed, mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that it brought a tremendous, tremendous amount of fear. So let's go all the way back to 2004 mm. when we met at the Ajax Hotel in Limassol, Cyprus. Good times. And Cyprus, you know, has been very good to us. It holds a very special place in our hearts. It's where we met. It's where we had our children. It's where we bought our first home, our first car together. It's where a lot of our most precious memories were made. Mm-hmm. We've been away from Cyprus now for closing in on six years, but we lived there together for 12 years. Is that right? Yeah. We were together in Cyprus for 12 years. 12 years. Together. 
Mm-hmm. And so we, it's just funny when two people meet from two different countries, two different cultures, backgrounds, and yet you just can never choose love. Love chooses you. And mm-hmm. we found each other in very unlikely circumstances. But I guess a lot of people have that story, meeting in unlikely circumstances. You remember the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yes. It just, it reminds me a lot about the Polish traditions and completely different culture. And like when you met my parents and my family for the first time, <laughs> it's it's different. It is different. And the amazing thing about both of us is that we have the most amazing in-laws on both sides, right on both sides. We have been loved and received and accepted with all of our quirks and differences and mm-hmm. by both families. And you love how my parents learned English to the best of their ability. Yes. And just how for me. my dad uses big words, kind of like <laughs> our previous president. Tremendously, Mark. Yes. Cheer up. <laughs> and then, of course, he mixes up boring and bored. Yes. Mark, why are you boring? <laughs> are you boring? Yes. But what a great guy, though. Yes, I have they both are. Much respect, much admiration, and love for both of them. At some point, people are going to have to hear about a proposal that nearly went off the rails. (laughs) Let's go. Let's dive right in. So, I had been plotting. I purchased her engagement ring in the United States. Yes. And this was really before, you know, you could just go and shop online with ease. I mean, this is 2005. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, there was online shopping, but it wasn't what it is today. So my parents were in the United States and they were my eyes and ears on the ground there. So they had the awful task of going to several jewelry stores. And I had a very specific budget and a very specific ring that I wanted to get for Ula, something that would really knock her socks off. I'd been saving for a while and I really wanted to make it special, get her a nice rock. And so I drove my mom crazy because I sent her all over God's <laughs> green earth to get the perfect ring and they would send pictures and they would describe it and they would put the proprietor on the phone with me to give me details. And and of course, in my head, I imagine you are hiding in the so room I was to having, talk to someone yes. uh, so closing she would, the door and I imagine it's a different woman. It's another woman. She would. And uh, then, okay, thanks, sweetie. I'm like, oh, no. So the ring was secured and my parents flew back to Cyprus and they had the precious cargo in tow. And so I think I had the ring for about a week, maybe two weeks. Uh, and I was the whole time I was plotting the perfect night, the perfect moment to pop the question. <sighs> Yes. And so it happened to be a Sunday night that I picked. And it also happened to be a night that Ula was not... um, Feeling great. Let's just say she didn't feel great. (laughs) Yeah. Now, she was a little hard on herself a couple minutes ago. She was not as jealous or as hormonal as she thinks, as she envisions, or she envisioned. The medicine obviously did have an effect, and it was something she started taking in the course of our dating. So, yes, I did notice some... Changes. Some changes and some shifts in her mood, but I was not deterred. I was not deterred, and I was aware that the medicine could cause it. So I was all in, and I'm, I'm all I'm- in on, on for Ula. And I, I really thought that this Sunday night was was the night. It was time. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to take her to one of our favorite spots in Limassol. It's a little Tex-Mex <laughs> restaurant. It's You can sit outside. You can also sit inside. And yes. it's as close as you can get in that part of the world to authentic Tex-Mex. Mm-hmm. Nice dips, nice food, nice mm-hmm. tacos. Nachos. Yeah, we went all the time and we loved it. And I said, this is going to be... And I still didn't really know when I was going to pop the question. I didn't really necessarily want to do it in the middle of a Tex-Mex restaurant. But I was just trying to set things up. I was trying to find the right moment. Mm-hmm. 
And I also was trying to figure out a way to get the ring from- From the car. From under the driver's seat <laughs> so that I could have it easily on my person. And I was so nervous. Yes. I pretended to make a couple of phone calls. Oh, needed to it make drove phone me calls. crazy. And I was leaving the restaurant. And really what I was trying to do, I was trying to get the ring yes. from under the the, uh, the driver's seat. And it was a really small car. And I don't even know how the box got under there. And I was like, <laughs> how? Why? Why did I put it under here? How did it even get there in the first place? Yeah. And I finally managed to get the box and get the ring in my pocket. And so now it's just a matter of when. When's yes. the right moment? And of course, I'm sitting there and several minutes she's at the not table, happy. She looking is, at all those tables, happy is, couples, and I'm like, and he's just walking away to make a phone call. She is looking, and I, and I hate to say it, but looking and feeling miserable. She's always beautiful, and she gets more beautiful to me as the days go by. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but she just her persona was was one of misery, not wanting to do anything, not wanting to go anywhere. And I'm like, this is the night. It has to be the night. And so we get back in the car, we we finally we make it through dinner and we're driving along the coast and then I said, I know where to go. I'm going to go to the spot. It's a, it's it's a part of Limassol where you have all these ancient, ancient ruins. ruins. It's called yeah. Amethyst. It's a beautiful beautiful area and it's one of the first places we went on a date. We went on a nice walk there. So I said, so I'm going to go right back to where it started. Uh-huh. And I'm going to propose there. So we pull up, we park, I'm, I in a bad mood. I'm frazzled because she's not communicating with me <laughs> the way that I would like. and It's not like, like in the movies. I feel like she's mad at me. And, and I was. And so I said, let's just make this moment special. You know, it's now, it's, it's dark. And so. Stars, you can hear the waves now, rushing against the shore. I mentioned that I had a small car. Everyone had a small car yeah. in that part of the world because well, yeah. it's a tiny island and gas was so expensive. You think it's expensive here. It's oh, always been expensive yeah. there. Anyway, it was not a top-of-the-line car, I must say. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a flashy car. Um, what was it, Honda? But I, Hyundai? It was a Honda. Honda. It was a little off-brand Honda. Yeah. It was like the tiny Cypress yes. version of a Honda Civic, I guess. I don't know what the thing was. It was some weird name they gave uh-huh. it. With a driver's seat on the right side. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what did I do? I said, well, I'm going to put our song on. I'm going to put our song. But it didn't have the CD player. No, it didn't have a CD. It had the... So, what I was using was... Where you plug the tape? You remember those where you would plug your cassette, a cassette tape, into the tape player no, it was a of the disc car. One. You know, it's, well, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. but it, it's one of those where you you it's oh, a converter. Yes. It's a converter. Yeah. <laughs> so you stick the tape into the tape deck, and it will play the music through the speakers from your disc man. So yes. that's what I had. Yes. You know, top of the line stuff we're talking mm. here. Mm. Hey, well, don't forget, I've spent all my money on the ring. That's so true. Yeah, couldn't yeah. afford a top of the line stereo system. So I put our song on and I'm trying to set the mood here. And I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to get the nerve and the backbone and choose this moment to go over to her side of the car, open the door on one knee and pop the question and show show her this beautiful ring. <laughs> so what did I say? I turned to Ula and I had what I thought was a very smooth line uh-huh. to say. Yes. And so let me just tell you the whole thing. I was going to say, I was going to say to Ula, now looking back, I'm like, yeah, Man, why did I say that? You were dumb. Yeah. That was dumb, dude. That was dumb. But what I was going to say was, you know, we've spent all this time together for the past several Few months, months yeah. six, seven months. And I was going to say, I don't think 
I'm ready to marry you. I know I'm ready to marry you. No, you said, I I don't don't think you're the one for me. And I collapsed because that's what I heard. And you said said, afterwards, I "I know that you're the one. Yeah, that was what I, that was it. I was going to say, I don't think you're, no, I'm pretty sure it was, I don't think I'm ready. I know I'm ready. No, no. You said, I don't think you're the one for me. I already said that. Yes. That's terrible. Yes. But it was supposed to be smooth because I was going to say, I don't think I know. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) the, the song's playing. She's in the greatest of moods. Because that's all I heard. And yeah. then. But no, but even just... before I said that. Oh, yeah. I was I horrible. That, you, yes. Yeah. So I said. I wanted to go home and you wanted I to go on the walk. I think you're the one. And then I was going to immediately say, I know you're the one. Yes. But as soon as I said, I don't think you're the one, then just. Everything, my whole energy just left me. The whole blood, everything just went to my toes and yes. I, I couldn't move. I wanted to punch him so bad, but I couldn't that's even terrible. move my. My arm to form And so a I decide I better run over here and clean this up because I'm making a mess of this. And all so the as words I, are ringing in my head. You're not the one. You're not the one. You're so not the one. I climb out of the car in a flurry, you know, to get to yes. the other side of the car so I can pop the, get on one knee. And, oh, yes. And so the disc man that's playing the lovely song, the cord, Bublé, the, the cord has gotten wrapped around my leg. As I'm getting out of the car. Yeah. So I'm jumping out of the car. The disc man goes flying. The disc flies out of the disc man. Yes. On the beach. Yeah. Just out on the side of the road. She's crying. She's she's very upset. Yeah. I run over to the other side. I quickly get the ring out and I say, what I was trying to say was, I don't think you're the one. I know you're the one. And there she saw. It took her a minute to see the ring. Yes. Through the tears. Yes. <laughs> Whew. And then I was like, but you told me I'm not the one. And then you explained, no, I said. And I, I was like, well, I didn't hear the second part because everything I was but just then so I have to say, when I dropped her off back at her place that night, I dropped her off um, and we said goodnight to each other. And I was going to drive back to, to my home. I just remember just being on cloud nine. Yeah, so Even was though I, I kind of made a mess of it. My girl, I snagged my dream girl and she has a beautiful ring on her finger. Yes. And she's going to be my, not just my girl, she's, she's going to be my wife. And um, looking back... <laughs> I don't think I would have changed a thing. Mm-hmm.